0: I do believe that I have a word from the Lord today and I want to share with you one verse of Scripture in Isaiah chapter 43 I want to talk to you today about this thought about the shift that leads to a lift the shift that leads to a lift One verse of scripture in Isaiah 43, in verse 19, this is God, his word to his people. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Can you say amen to the reading of God's word? Would you stretch your hand this direction and pray that God would anoint his word and anoint his servant today. Father, we come before you today sensing an urgency in our spirit. There's a great desire, a covetousness within my heart for the anointing of heaven to rest upon me. I've got to have your touch today. I've got to have your strength, I've got to have your power. Lord, may we not only have anointing to share the word, but may we have anointing to receive the word. Revelation several times, you say, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So Lord, today speak to us in a way that only you can. And may you receive the glory and the honor and the praise for these blessings. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen, amen, and amen. I am confident that every person listening to this pastor this morning wishes that in five days, when we ring in the new year of 2021, that all, and I mean all, the challenges of 2020 would be truly be over and behind us. I heard, I read, I saw this week a little play on the a term that all of us have used at one time or another, that hindsight is 2020. I'd like to further say that 2020 will be hindsight. There have been many challenges, and I have, as a pastor, watched sometimes helplessly as families within our own church waded through murky waters of pain difficulty and anguish we face these challenges as we have never faced in our lifetime and yet in the true Church of Jesus Christ under all the rubble of anxiety and worry there is an expectancy there is an excitement there is an anticipation deep within the recesses of our soul That something powerful and dynamic is about to take place. And I do not, for one, want to miss out on what God is sending to his people. I am firmly convinced in the spirit that there is something new that is on the way. There is a shift that is taking place amongst the children of God. Admittedly, I entered 2020 as you did, with the idea, if you've been here any length of time as part of this church family, maybe you had the idea of, you know, a church fire is behind us. Church construction is complete. There's a lot of momentum, and you know we'll just kind of ride that momentum in 2020 and sort of live off the, the fat of the land. I mean, after all, the last three to five years, for many of you here as a church, no doubt you entered in and thought, you know we'll just enjoy. this will be our Canaan." And then not too long into 2020, this thing called COVID hit, and it threw us all, every one of us, into a tailspin. Suddenly we find ourselves, we're online for church. And then we find ourselves in a parking lot, having church services. And then we're wearing face coverings and we're trying to distance and and go against our grain and not hug and and not shake hands and we're trying to understand everyone's perspective on this ever-changing situation we're digging in our heels and saying what we are and are not going to do until it hits very close to home and I don't know about you but when it hits close to home it kind of has a way of changing our perspective and then opening our eyes we're we're watching as as corruption and politics and and media wreak havoc with our minds and our thoughts and our conversations we're looking for a calming influence out of our nation's leaders, but we receive everything but a calming influence. We see relationships challenged with the carefree that are pitted against the careful, with the fearless that seem to be pitted against the fearful. And yet in the midst of all of that, along with civil unrest and economic impact and educational challenges for parents of teens and and children. And with all the political grandstanding that has taken place over this year, your pastor still senses deep within his spirit that there is a shift that is coming to the body of Christ in 2021 that will lead to a lift like we never could have imagined gen I was in a camp meeting service not too long ago with where a message came directly from the throne of God and I was so impacted by it that I wrote it down verbatim and this is what God said by his spirit I am bringing a shift to my church this shift will lift my church to a new place and to a new level it will open the door to a, a great harvest that has only been seen in In your heart. You will soon see it with your eye. Prepare the people. For the harvest that I am sending, for it is soon to come. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. End of message. I'm telling you, Pulaski Church of God, there is a shift happening that is going to lead to a lift. Now you might say this morning, Pastor, it, it seems that the church during this season has taken such a beating and a bruising and a suffering. It seems that our political powers, even in the Commonwealth of Virginia, have become anti-church, even recently stating in the last few days that you can worship at home. You don't need to assemble when you and I both know by the word of the Lord that is a determinant, a distraction from the enemy. Because on the contrary, we are admonished to assemble even so much more as we we see the day of the Lord approaching. I can tell you the secular climate has wreaked havoc on people's faith to wear Fear seems to call more shots than faith does even in good Christian people's hearts. And for believers taking a stand for good morals, not political platforms, not endorsing a candidate, but simply having God morals leaves us labeled as never before as bigots and intolerant and more and more in the crosshairs of the liberals that would love nothing more than to silence the voice of God's Word and the voice of God's people and yet with all that said I want to say that there is a shift that is happening in the spiritual realm and I didn't come to church this morning just to get in the last Sunday of the year and check the box so we can enjoy a few more days with family but I've come on divine assignment to challenge you to prepare yourself for the shift that is taking place Place in the body of Christ, in the Pulaski Church of God in Pulaski County. Somebody say amen. There has been a pressing, there has been a squeezing, there has been frustration. And pain and discomfort but don't you think for one moment that God has abandoned his church oh no friend quite the contrary he is positioning and preparing us for the harvest Jesus said in John 4 35 don't you say four months and then comes the harvest he, he said behold I say unto you lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white all ready unto harvest it's all about the shift it's all about the atmosphere and when you're the atmosphere is adversarial as it has been this past year when the atmosphere is filled with trial and trouble and tribulation like we've had in 2020 probably like no other year in our existence we begin to look at it through negative lenses but God has sent me here to tell you all he's doing is setting you up he's setting us up he's Preparing us. He's positioning us. He's posturing us. This has always happened when God's people went through hardship God was posturing them. He was preparing them for something significant that was getting ready to take place in fact, I learned in the word of God just three instances and I'll share with you for a few moments it happened in Egypt it happened in the wilderness and it happened in the nation of Israel for all God's people the Israelites the Jews it happened first in Egypt you find in Exodus chapter 1 and verse 12 the scripture says speaking of Pharaoh and the Egyptians the more they afflicted the Jews the more the Jews multiplied and the more they multiplied the more they spread out so even the Egyptians were in dread of the sons of God. Persecution was upon God's people, God's chosen people. But as persecution ensued and hardships multiplied, what those Egyptians didn't know was that God was raising up a shepherd on the backside of the Midian desert that was going to lead God's people out of Egyptian bondage to a land that flowed with milk and with honey. I'm telling you, there was a shift that was taking place in the atmosphere The Israelites couldn't see it The Egyptians couldn't see it But it doesn't mean that God wasn't at work I'm telling you God is always at work God is always at work God the Father, God the Son God the Holy Spirit They're always moving, setting things up And breaking things down And closing this door And, and opening this door They're doing all of this So that you can get into the place Where God can prosper you And bless you in the way That he intends to prosper And to bless you, Can so. Someone say amen. It not only happened in Egypt, it also happened in the wilderness. In the wilderness, those Jews were wondering if the promised land would in fact come to pass. And while they suffered in the wilderness, God was setting them up. And he was working in the atmosphere, even in the enemy of Jericho. Yeah, this, is, this, this is mind-boggling to me. Oh, there was two spies that are sent in. Let me tell you how God is working. The enemy is already trembling because of God's people and God's people hadn't even shown up yet and you go to Joshua chapter 2 and verse 8 and there's a resident there her name is Rahab she doesn't have a very good reputation in fact she's known as a harlot but two spies of all people two spies from the Israeli people from the Jewish camp show up in the land of, of Jericho to spy out the land and to get them mission together and who do they encounter they encounter Rahab the harlot and listen to what Rahab have said to the two spies listen to what a harlot from Canaan said to the two people that belong to God's people this is what she said she said I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land have melted away before you we've already heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you. Even though it was 40 years earlier, they had heard all about God opening up the Red Sea. We heard how you came out of Egypt. We heard what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan. We heard what you did to Sion and, and Og who you utterly destroyed. Listen to this. They said, these are the inhabitants of Jericho, the enemy of God's people. Said when we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no courage that remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. I wish somebody would give the Lord a shout right there. The Lord, God, the Lord your God. The Lord your God. The Lord your God. The Lord your God. He is still God. He's still in control. He's God of heaven and He's God of earth. And can I tell you, the world may try to bury the church and politicians may try to bury the church and unbelievers may try to bury the church under a cloak of insignificance but you can believe they will still come looking to the church for the church is the only one that has the answer for a lost and a hurting world Hallelujah! as God was with Israel God is with his church there is a shift that's leading to a lift it happened in egypt it happened in the wilderness and then it happened in the nation of israel itself fast forward several years and you find that israel is oppressed by an enemy called the philistines the philistines were bigger and stronger and there were many more of them but again a shift it's happening, and no one is even aware. God is at work. <laughs> the Jewish army is fearful. The Philistine army is arrogant. But God's still working. Woo! Glory to God! Just just about the time they think it's, they're wringing their hands. The Jewish army is here. Comes a young stripling of a boy, just so happened to be another shepherd. He's just coming to bring some PBJ sandwiches to his brothers and to check and see how they're doing He gets in there and learns that this Philistine army is oppressing his brothers and his nation and his king And while he's hearing all of that, he just has one question His one question is this. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? And while the army of the Jews are fretting and fearful and hiding every day like cowards in their barracks, this little shepherd boy, while all that's been going on, he's been playing a harp to God on the backside of the Judean desert. He's been tearing a lion from one side to the other who tried to steal his sheep. He's taken a bear on that tried to take one of his one of his young lambs. He's been doing he's been doing slingshot practice. He didn't know he was doing anything of sport, but what was happening was there was a shift that was taking place in the atmosphere, and every time he pulled that slingshot back and shot it to. To a distant place God was preparing and tweaking the distance and the determination and the skill of this young shepherd boy I'm telling you there is a shift that is about to lead to a whole nation's lift the bottom line and we all know the story young David killed Goliath the Philistines champion he did it with a sling and one stone he cut off his head the Philistine army started running and I've always loved this part it says God's people the Jews started chasing after the Philistines. And the scripture says the men of Israel arose and shouted and pursued after the Philistines. Can I stop here and tell you something? We have a greater than David. We have the son of David. We have the son of God. The Bible says he spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly. When he died on the cross, I'm telling you, he is a champion. And we are part of his team. It's time for us to arrive. Heels, God's about to send a significant move and I want to be ready for what God has in store. Well, praise the Lord. It's time to identify. We have an enemy. We have a war going on. All hands need to be on deck. We need to reach the harvest now. Someone needs to arise. Someone needs to shout. Someone needs to pursue. It's time to regroup. It's time to relaunch. It's time to reassemble. Some of us just need to change our perspective. I was recently with family. At a family gathering and I prayed and I prayed that God's favor would rest upon our family as we go into two, 2021 and I've no sooner said amen than a dear family looks at member looks at me and says 2021 is probably gonna get worse than 2020 was I hate to tell you this but that should not be the perspective of a child of God Come on, somebody help me preach here. Change our perspective. Change my perspective. This is not, quote, darker days are ahead. As is coming out of the pending White House. This is... We can shine our light so that men may see our works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. I'm trying to help you here. You walk out of here and all you're doing is dreading 2021 and you start it that way then you're going to end up in fear and disdain and discouragement and depression somewhere you got to square your shoulders you got to flatten your feet and say you know what I'm going into 2021 living by my faith which gives me the victory that overcomes the world God is on my side I will be victorious and I will live in the abundance God has for me This is not doom and gloom. This is God gathering his final harvest before his son says, Come up here, my bride. I've been waiting for you. There's a shift. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. If we're not careful we're gonna become weak and anemic we're gonna my pastor used to he preached a message years ago called controlling the circumstances there's too many of God's people that are allowing the circumstances to control them I'm not saying throw caution to the wind and don't use wisdom but I am saying you and I have been blood-bought We know what happens at the end of the book. We have to live like it. Were we thrown off? Yes, I was. I was thrown off. Everyone in the room, everyone watching me, we were all thrown off. We had to make some changes and some adjustments. I remember one person saying to me, when one of the food chains said they were going to require masks. I remember a person saying to me, maybe more than one, come up to me and say, well, I'll never shop there again. Until about three days later, all the food chains were requiring masks. And you know what? If you want to eat, you got to make adjustments, right? What I'm saying, though, Is there something happening in the spiritual realm? It's never been God's will for His church to leave this earth weak and anemic. No, this church is going to go out in a blaze of glory through the fire of God's Spirit. That's what He prophesied in Joel. That's what He prophesied in Acts, that in the last days He would pour out His Spirit. And when He comes to get His bride, we're not going to be hiding in a corner somewhere. We're going to go out in the blaze of God's Spirit. Oh, I wish somebody would give the Lord praise. In opposition, God empowered Nehemiah to rebuild the walls of a broken-down Jerusalem in a dead cemetery. Dead cemetery. No fresh graves. Everything there is bones. God allowed Ezekiel to see dry bones joining together to become a mighty Israel. In a stable in Bethlehem, when the known nation of Israel was under Roman oppression, God was still working in the atmosphere. And he brought a Messiah in the body of an infant to save his people from their sins. It happened in the upper room as the disciples tried to figure out what to do now? Jesus is gone. And the only thing he has told us to do is tarry. And all we're doing is standing around tarrying and, and praying. Until all of a sudden at one of those given moments, they were clothed with forked tongues of fire. They were clothed with power from on high. A shift took place. And it thrust the infant church into a worldwide renowned Witness. Have you caught your breath yet? Have you regrouped yet? We're entering what could very well be the final hour as the church on the earth. This could be it. This thing could wrap up. And amidst all the suffering and the trials and the difficulties, God's bringing a shift in the atmosphere. That's going to lift up the name of Jesus and bring a last day's revival before the coming of the Son of God. It's already happening in countries outside of America. I am so longing to see it happen in America. Not just a little Toronto here and a Pensacola here and a Columbus here but a genuine wave of God's Spirit. And I don't want the wave to pass by the Pulaski Church of God. This is a powerful verse in 1 Peter 5 and 10. It says, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a while, shall perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. God has called us. He is with us. He's shifting us. He's lifting us. Come on, Tony, if you come to the keys. It is, in fact, the last Sunday of the year. A year that has marked every person. But on this last Sunday of 2020. I want to declare some old promises that speak of new things. Is that all right? Some old promises. 1 Corinthians tells us we're a new creation. Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) Ezekiel tells us he places within us a new spirit. Ephesians tells us to put on a a new man Isaiah and Revelation tells us that we're called by a new name Psalms tells us to sing unto the Lord a new song Revelation tells us of a day that you and I are going to rule and reign in a place called the new Jerusalem <laughs> and the, <laughs> hallelujah and the final book of the Bible tells us there's coming a day when there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. What a glorious hope. What a wonderful promise. So what do we do? We first of all, we change our perspective. That starts it starts with your outlook. Your outlook has to be your uplook. But you don't know. Man, you just don't know what I'm going through, preacher. I don't. I don't. I can only imagine. I know a little bit about some of your situations, but I really can't imagine it all. And it does get overwhelming. I have been overwhelmed. There's been some times I've been overwhelmed in 2020. There's been times that I didn't know what to do, but just get up, put my feet on the floor, know that His mercies are new, and just put one foot in front of the other. So what do you do, preacher? You do like the psalmist did. He said, from the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. It starts with perspective. Will you go into 2021 with a pouting spirit? with a complaining spirit, with a whining spirit. Now, if I complain to any of y'all next week, you're allowed to throw this right back up in my face. Will you go into 2021 saying, God, there's something happening in the atmosphere. And even though my physical eyes don't see it, my spiritual eyes sense it. And what is happening in the heavenlies is about to be manifested in reality. (laughs) And I want to be a part of it. There's a shift. Send it to my family. Send it to my church. Send it to my preacher. Send it to my children. How many of you have lost children today? Lift your hands. All over this room, lost, backslidden children. Could it be that as a result of your faith, and your optimism and your determination and your embracing that a shift is taking place could it be that 2021 would be the year that that son or daughter come home to the lord could it be the year you say i don't know it looks it looks pretty looks pretty rough it looks pretty bleak i don't know they're in some they're in a real mess with man, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. It starts with us, it starts with us in the middle of the storm. Somebody enter into worship right now. Somebody enter into praise right now.